0: and welcome back to Tattoo Home Homewreckers. Good to see you guys again. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Uh, if you're wondering why this episode is being posted late, it's because we had some technical difficulties. Um, but we're here now, uh, not in our usual recording time. It's almost 8 a.m. on a Thursday. We normally record on uh, Sundays. And um, we have allergies, so we're just going to stumble on right through this. Yep,
1: so <laughs> we have a
0: little bit of a mush
1: mouth. That is why.
0: Yes, yeah, and if I look... My hair is obviously doing its own thing. That's why for our listeners you won't be able to tell, but for anyone tuning in on YouTube, this is what I look like. So <laughs> <laughs> But um we want to talk to you today about like kind of what's on our agenda. Mm-hmm. Uh first thing on our agenda,
1: solutions. So um we had a couple people reach out about our last episode, which discussed the uh, issues that we have with our industry and with artists as a whole. And I realized that we did not actually get to the solutions part of that on that episode, just because we ran out of time. And honestly, we were just heated as fuck. Yes. Um, so <laughs> I wanted to talk about that a little bit, because one of my biggest pet peeves is when people come at you with a ton of problems. But then no ideas. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying you need to come and say, hey, this is a problem and I instantly need to have solutions. But coming with some sort of idea to then say, hey, these are issues, but maybe these things could help. So we wanted to talk a little bit about like the lack of education because we brought that up a lot. We did. Yeah. Um, And it goes kind of hand in hand with the lack of regulation, which is very much like not a thing in our industry. Also taboo. Yeah, like seeking out education is very taboo in our industry. And obviously there are some shops that promote that and some artists that promote that. But even then, education within our industry tends to be very expensive. Mm -hmm. And you also have a hard time finding good education. So like even like bloodborne pathogens classes which are done online and can typically take less than an hour to do Mm -hmm. and are not tailored for our industry are very seldom actually updated. I used to work for a company that taught blood and pathogens infection control and we would go and teach actual classes. Mm -hmm. And when we did that, you had time to answer questions at that point point. You could then gather questions and then go back to that artist later if there was something you didn't know. But we were able to fit, teach people to physically put on gloves because mm-hmm. even watching people put on gloves in this industry is terrifying when they're <laughs> like, I'm gonna happen. put this on, but I'm gonna touch the entire outside and contaminate my glove. Yeah. And even like discussing contamination, a lot of artists don't even know what that actually means, they don't know the difference between clean and sterile.
0: Oh, yeah. Language. Language is huge. Mm -hmm. And that's like one of the biggest things, because like um, we don't um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you told me this. Like there's a difference between disinfecting and sterilizing. Yes. And so like a lot of people don't understand what that difference is. And Mm -hmm. like also, I just want to circle back to the whole teaching thing. This was in South Carolina. This wasn't here. Yes, I was I in wanna, South Carolina. Yes, yes. I, I know that, but I'm not
1: sure. In South Carolina, we had much stricter regulations, yes. which, mm-hmm. of course, there was tons of pushback on that. But when you think about it as an industry instead of as an individual feeling like you yourself are being attacked,
0: see it big picture. Yeah, and not- big
1: picture. It's designed to make sure that the public is safe. Mm hmm. And so kind of promoting more of this idea that education is a good thing Mm -hmm. as opposed to this Wild West idea of education is bad. And then actually working with governments to help regulations. Because if we let them regulate and they don't understand our industry, that's where we end up with problems. So in South Carolina, one of the issues was that you had some schmuck tell the regulatory body that we do a sterile procedure, which we don't, we do a clean procedure,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: that meant that then every shop, every artist had to have sterile gloves.
0: There's that, there's that. Yeah. So language. that's where that language
1: and understanding what you're talking about really matters. Yes. But as a whole, we're missing this like drive for knowledge. Mm-hmm. And then when you do go to conventions, you're lucky to get maybe one class on bloodworm pathogens mm-hmm. where you'll get 10, 15 classes on like technique. hmm Yeah. But even then you have like I watched a super famous artist, I won't say his name. Um, I watched him eat a sandwich over his setup area, set up without gloves. Oh, that and then ooh, yeah, dude,
0: it irks me. Yeah. Whenever and, I see that. Oh yeah,
1: did the whole thing and didn't understand what was wrong with that. Yeah. So then when you have these idols, you are also not held accountable to that and not promoting this idea that like education is good learning about local um, statistics for diseases. Mm -hmm. Because like if you get a needle stick depending on where you're located located, what diseases are prevalent so even like college towns you tend to have a higher chance of getting things like
0: hep Mm -hmm.
1: or syphilis.
0: Yeah and let's talk about like circling back real fast needle stick for people who don't know what that is Mm -hmm. it's when you accidentally catch yourself with The needle, the dirty needle that's on the client, Mm -hmm. and there's a whole separate procedure for when that does happen um, that we are supposed to follow. But a lot of artists don't know what it is and don't follow it. And um, I, I kind of love this because we just totally jumped right into it. There are so many points of attack to make on, like, again, this like solution based, this kind of workshop um, episode that we're doing. All we're doing really is workshopping and like trying to see again how we can better ourselves and what solutions we can make. And Mm -hmm. um, that goes back to like it. We can go from culture, the culture of it, where it's like, oh, all government is wrong, where it's like this weird pendulum swing of like either like I feel like a lot of artists think that like we either have full control or we have no control. And that's not where we're at. Yes.
1: It's about Mm -hmm. just like. How the medical world did it and how estheticians did yes. it. You have to work with your regulatory body. Yes. And the issue is that if we don't work with them, they will just regulate us.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: and then when you do have these people who are trying to work with regulatory bodies, a lot of times they're mm-hmm. pushed out of the industry. Yep. So it's kind of changing that culture so we have the ability to then create higher standards. Absolutely. And then just generally create better education. Mm -hmm. So you're not taking an online course Mm
0: -hmm.
1: once a year for 20 minutes and then able to pass when you get basic questions wrong. Oh, yeah. Because that's to me, that's terrifying. It's concerning. And this idea that you just know the information when it's constantly changing... So like hairstylists have more continuing education than we do, Yep. Mm -hmm. but it's something that in our industry, they see it as, okay, well, I don't need to, but I think it's that same process of you learn underneath somebody. So I'm not saying you need to go like Oregon route and have schools, Mm -hmm. but you should have to have some sort of like base level of education and comprehension skills.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And, and we need to, in order to do that, like, I think, yeah, we need to get rid of this, like, fear of education Mm -hmm. or, like, this fear of again that like full control that a government could have on our industry and that's not what we're promoting we're not saying that like we want the government to have total control over our industry because that's just a recipe for disaster because it's one of those things where it's like how are they supposed to know like what we deal with on a daily basis if they've never tattooed a day in their lives so again it like you have to like meet people halfway and know that like it's okay and like we need to destroy this idea that, like, regulation is bad and this d- destroy the idea that education is bad. Because one of the first shops I, I worked at, um, I had, and mind you, it's just an associate's degree, um, but I had an associate's degree, and, like, my ex-boss had told me that he doesn't believe that people with college degrees should be tattooing. And I was so, like, what? <laughs> and then um, there was this huge, like, drama thing that happened because you were going to take me to a convention Mm -hmm. to learn about said things. Like, of course there were people doing seminars on technique, but, um, one of the biggest seminars that stood out to me, especially since I wasn't tattooing yet was the, um, the actual, like, I don't know what, what, what it was called, but like a cleanliness, um, seminar and like a disease control seminar. Yeah. Your bloodborne
1: pathogen infection control.
0: There we go. See, that's a much better way to, (laughs) (laughs) um, but and there was a huge like huge drama flare up with that when he found out that I was going because he was like what did he call me he called me a rock star because i was acting like a rock star because i wanted to seek out more knowledge about yeah. tattooing yeah which makes no sense <laughs> um and so whatever gripes you have with that i just i don't know i don't understand where that comes from but i think that also comes
1: into this idea that we need more like diversity mm-hmm. because right now we only have mm-hmm. like a very niche um sorry I got distracted by birds outside yeah, I, would have that <laughs> too. I too. we have a very niche market essentially that mm-hmm. um and if you take offense to this fucking just look around a tattoo shop
0: there you go
1: most tattoo shops are white mm-hmm. men that's it
0: yeah we are heavily outnumbered it's to the point where like We get confused. Any girl that works at the studio gets confused with each other because Mm -hmm. people subconsciously assume that, like, oh, there's only a couple girls that work there. There's actually quite a bit for us. But that's different because, like, we made the active decision to hire. Yeah, to hire women. There we go. To, uh, like, even out the playing field. And there's also that weird, like, oh, we've been told before that, like, oh, well, I just don't work well with women. Yep. And so, yeah, where is that diversity? Like, we, you want to promote that. And, like, it also goes hand in hand with the fact that, like, I think we talked about this as well. The industry is not, like, a safe place for women or a safe place for gay people.
1: But (laughs) by taking on apprentices who are not white and not just a guy, not your typical tattoo artist, adding diversity in there allows you to then start, even though it's slow, Mm-hmm. It allows you to start changing that. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying, hey, yeah, I want to add to the problem that that's what most of what we have, mm-hmm. then saying, hey, like I myself um, will not train a man. Um, mm-hmm. I am going to train people that are like that do not identify as a cis
0: white. Yeah. C- probably straight man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Just because for me, adding diversity into our industry is the best legacy I can ever leave. Mm
0: -hmm. So,
1: like, for me, it's a really big deal to, like, train women, especially because, like, we um, didn't get into it a whole lot last time, but sexual harassment is a huge part for us. So being able to provide a safe space for people who would have to worry about that Mm -hmm. is huge for me Mm because I'm not going to sexually harass any of my Apprentices,
0: You haven't. <laughs> yeah, that'd be
1: weird. Um, so I think it's that creating a safe culture and then also promoting it. Because yes. I feel like a lot of shops don't do a lot to then promote like, hey, we are queer friendly. We are like just generally friendly. Yes. And not trying to build the stigma of like, we're badasses, we're outlaws, we gotta fucking play crazy loud music and drink and smoke. And like, we're gonna hang outside like we're a bunch of bikers and make sure it's not welcome. But promoting that idea that like our industry can be all inclusive. Yes. All-inclusive. So when I walk around a tattoo convention, I'm not just like, great, everyone here looks exactly the same. Yeah. Cause that's usually what you see. You just walk through and you're like, yep, I can't tell the difference between all of them. Mm hmm they're all just the same yeah, with their black t-shirts and their beards.
0: And like unfriendly demeanor. And Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, in, in turn in like including more people in our industry that are, you know, people of color, women, queer, you make that, you make our industry a more safer place for clients who are people of color, women, queer, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, kind of broaden the idea. And I feel like a lot of shops, like, I don't know, First shop I worked at, they said that they were all inclusive. <laughs> Thank you. Well, <laughs> but he there's a difference between promoting and also actually being about it. Cause there were I feel like a lot of like about it. Yeah, there were a lot of like, I don't know. Again, it's it's a shop that was like, Yeah, we um we believe the power of the people. Uh, you know, we're a safe place for queer people, we're a safe place for people of color, and then turn around and be like, I don't work well with women. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Like, really be about it if you're going to be fucking about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know where this, like, this, like, fear of, like, and I, okay, maybe I do know where this fear of education, higher education and more inclusivity comes from, um, is the fact that, like, a lot of people are very protective over making sure that this is the pirate's lifestyle, Mm-hmm. and protective over, like, being rogue and doing whatever they want and drinking and smoking and doing whatever they want at work and acting however they want at work and saying whatever they want. But, like, we're done. This is not the world that we live in anymore. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's just my two cents. So,
1: so yeah, we would also like to hear what your solutions are. Um, what do you want to see? Yeah, what changes do you want to see in our industry And how do you think that we can get there? Yeah. And then we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back.
0: (laughs) Well, hello, wrecking balls. We're back. (laughs) Took a little bit of a break, um, but here we are. Uh, Next thing on the agenda, we wanted to talk about new beginnings. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) On the gay agenda, I should say. Um, So we are just going to go ahead and I don't know. We, you know how our brains work. We're just going to talk about a million things at once. Um, biggest thing is new beginnings. Uh, we're moving to New Zealand. If you don't know now, you know,
1: not (laughs) next week in a couple of
0: years. We're going to tomorrow. (laughs) Um, We're
1: going through all the proper channels to actually immigrate. Mm -hmm. Um, but we wanted to talk about it because we, um, Do not shy away from telling people, especially in in a job like ours, like where you do projects for years. Yes. We do have to tell people quite often, like, hey, just so you know, like this project needs to be done within
0: this time frame. Uh The plan is
1: about two years from now. We're still like working stuff out. They just opened up immigration again.
0: Mm -hmm. I need Um, to contact people and I need to actually
1: do some research because, holy shit been a wild ride (laughs) but we get this question a lot so we wanted to talk about it like why New Zealand like why we want to move and then that led us to discussing this idea of new beginnings and how people like some people are terrified of them some people think they're amazing and think that they actually become like addicted to them and like why people want to like start new things and then why people are afraid of them absolutely so we were just gonna like
0: Kind of discuss that. Yeah, we're, it's like a whole mixed pot of things. There's a lot of ways to approach it, but a lot of things that we have been noticing, um, whether it's subconscious or not, we've been getting a lot of negative feedback mm-hmm. on moving, um, which is so incredibly interesting to me because I I think the first couple of times when people asked like, oh, why New Zealand? It was fine, but then it's slowly turned... It I shouldn't say slowly. It very quickly turned into something that... Um, ended up being a very arcing question to me because of the way it's said. <laughs> yeah, I think it it very much depends on like
1: how that tone is, whether it's like, yes. oh, excited for you. But I would say probably like two out of ten people are excited. Yeah. And most of them and I don't know if it's a just general like hey mm-hmm. Um, why would you like do that as like an actual question? Or if it's that like American pride of like, why would you ever live in America? We're the
0: best. Uh, Absolutely. There is a, and I get more of that where it's like, oh, why are you leaving? And I find it funny because it's always the people who are like, if you don't like it here, then leave. And then I say I'm leaving and then they get upset. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I at least can be like, I'm not from America originally. And then they're like, okay, well then you can go back to where you came from.
0: Like, thanks. Thank you for that. Yeah. No, but for me, it's more so just like, why are you living? Why are you leaving this great country? And I'm like, or like, I I really just don't appreciate when it's like, I get I get this one a lot. Well, what's in New Zealand? Yep. What's in America for me? I'm a queer brown woman. Mm -hmm. Please explain to me like what? (laughs) You know what I mean? And I know I realize that question's gonna offend a lot of people. (laughs) But genuinely, like, don't come at me for that. Like, I, good for you if America serves you. Yeah. Wonderful. But it's becoming a very quick unsafe place for me. Mm-hmm. It's been an unsafe place for me for as long as I've lived here being a brown woman. <laughs> um and then now with like all the politics that are happening with like Roe v. Wade like it's it's dangerous. You know, it's becoming an unsafe place for us and like it just doesn't example um it's not a good example of like I guess our political views and like how we want to live we want to live in a place that like i mean to be cutthroat about it gives a shit about its citizens yeah (laughs) you want to talk about the healthcare in america how fucked is that and like how biased it is towards women like how exponentially different we get treated Mm -hmm. in doctor's offices or like just or by cops (laughs) you know or out in the street like (laughs) i don't know it's not to Not to put a huge, like, damper on it, but I want to leave because this place isn't meant for me. Yep. And people get offended at that. But again, good for you. If you want to stay here, no one's stopping you, but, like, don't be, don't be weird about me leaving. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I, I don't think
1: that either one of us necessarily believe that, like, everything in New Zealand is perfect because
0: that's usually oh, yeah. the
1: counter I get where they're right. like, well, is, why is it so much better there? And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I don't like the U.S., so it is better for me. There we go. Um, <laughs> Simple answer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But um, it's the idea that, like, as a country, it has political views that are more in line with mine and yours.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Uh, and it has different opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of that idea of, like, a new beginning is – looking at opportunities but then also looking at yourself so if like you are indeed the problem then like moving to a different country isn't going to
0: solve it oh yes so yeah and that's my thing I think a lot of people also um they kind of assume that like I'm moving for the wrong reasons I don't know if you've gotten that (laughs) but um people think that like I don't think anyone would be
1: ballsy enough to tell me I'm moving for the wrong reasons I feel like the people that talk to me once the yeah. Anyone who knows me knows the moment my mind is set on anything, oh, yeah. it's set, it's done. They're not going to argue f- with me about that. That's
0: fair. I think it's, it's a character thing. I think it's an age thing Oh, for yeah, me.
1: absolutely. Yeah,
0: a lot of people assume because I'm young, they're just like, oh, she's being impulsive. Yeah. Which is it's funny because like...
1: Very long, impulsive decision. Oh, incredibly long.
0: Because impu- an <laughs> oh, impulsive oh. decision to me is like, I don't know, like getting a new piercing. Yeah. And just being like, I don't know, do whatever you want. That's impulsive, because it's quick. <laughs> You're in and out in, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. Also, I just realized we talk about piercings a lot on this channel. <laughs> we do. It's a new, it's a new fad of ours. It is. Um, But, like, not, like, I mean, I feel like moving to a new country requires a lot of thought and decision-making and blah, 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 and, like, people try to interview me on, like, oh, well, what are you going to do about this? What do you know about New Zealand? What, blah, 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 and I'm like, okay, listen, it's not that deep. Like, yes, I'm moving to New Zealand, however, just because you think it's New Ze- Zealand trivia night... And like I need to prove myself, (laughs) I think that's what it is. Though I think there's this like
1: fear of somebody doing something that you're not doing. Yes. So then for them they're like, okay, well I could never do that, so I need to attack you for doing it. Yeah. And I think that that's one of those things that goes into that like new beginnings. That like when you try something out, um, it's that whole thing of like, sorry, I'm gonna like side several times. Please do. Um is, like, jack of all trades, but master of none. Mm. So people don't like the idea of somebody doing lots of things. Yeah. So, like, I'm a jack of all trades when it comes to fitness. I love doing all sorts of different things. Well,
0: in life, too, can I yeah, just say.
1: Yeah, I guess. I, I like learning new stuff. You That's my biggest thing.
0: You know how to do more, like, uh what is it called? Like, construction work oh, yeah. than most men. Um. Like, and people are always so surprised.
1: It's yeah, so well, funny. <laughs> child labor doesn't exist when you have a Mexican mom.
0: Straight <laughs> up. Um, so, yeah, it's
1: this thing of, like, enjoying starting new things mm-hmm. and learning and understanding the, like, turmoil that goes with them. Yeah. Because, any like, you know, we moved out of, out to Reno in the course of a month. Yeah. Um and everyone that we had told about it were like you're crazy. You don't know anybody. And I'm like that you make new friends fucking everywhere. Right. I've lived a lot of places and I've made new friends everywhere and it's great. But you have to and for me that's a huge part of my life is like trying new things, like starting mm-hmm. to learn new like talent, new, you just anything, mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, like we did with pole dancing. Mm-hmm. We were like, all right, fuck it, let's try it. And if we like it, awesome. If we don't, we don't. Well, I tried snowboarding, and that wasn't my idea of a good time.
0: Bouldering was terrifying yeah, for me. Absolutely. I loved it. It's, I'm still, con- I don't know if I love it or not. I'm terrified of it. But yeah, <laughs> I'll continue to go.
1: You know? But I think that's it, is that like, because somebody can't imagine themselves doing it, mm-hmm. they then feel this sort of like inadequacy for not trying Mm. and then project that onto other people.
0: Yeah. Or you
1: have that flip side of the people that become addicted
0: to new beginnings. So they're like, Hey,
1: I'm going to, you know, just like, I'm going to start this new fitness program. And then after two weeks, if I don't see results, I'm going to quit. I'm going to try this diet. And if it doesn't work after three days, I'm going to quit. And it's this like addicting. Cause you get this, release of endorphins and adrenaline when you're like oh yeah this whole it's this like giant placebo effect of hey look I'm gonna start this new thing and it's gonna be amazing but then there's no like stick Mm -hmm. with it so Mm -hmm. it's the like okay I'm just gonna start a new job and you're like okay awesome why and they're like because and you go oh
0: Okay. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And there's no, like, hey, like, why am I doing this? Like, questioning of yourself. Because I don't think other people have the right to question you. Absolutely. Um, Mm -hmm. Just because, like, you know, we are talking, we get those questions all the time, and they're incredibly frustrating. Mm -hmm. But I think that having the wherewithal to look at yourself and say hey why do I want to start something new
0: yeah and it's a little different because we do we have a a built sense of like self-trust I think Mm -hmm. and knowing that like when and like trust in each other too yeah because like I know when you're gonna do something new like it's it's coming from good intentions and if it if it isn't if it's coming from like oh well I just I'm addicted and I want that endorphin rush then like you and I are pretty good at being like let's stop for a second and think. Yeah. Let's, let's ask each other why we do this stuff. And it's nice because we have that accountability, but yeah, there's two sides of the spectrum. And I don't think a lot of the people who like suffer from that, like wave of inadequacy know that they are. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's the same thing with the other side of the pendulum where the people who are addicted to new changes and new beginnings, they also don't know that they're addicted to it. Yeah. So it's like, Um, I don't know. It's really cool talking about it. And I want to know what our viewers like think, what, where do you lie on the pendulum? Yeah, you think on these things, because um, yeah, either people are frozen with fear, and then they see other people doing it. And then they come up with all these judgments and like, reasons why you shouldn't move and blah, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. And then or like, you find people in your life, and you see them, and they're constantly like, doing career changes I dated Doing relationship changes yes I dated someone like that who like constantly just different career after career after career Mm -hmm. after career and it was exhausting and at one point we had to sit down and talk about it and be like listen I need you to like set your mind to something yeah because this is not something that I picture myself with being like being with someone for the rest of like my life Mm -hmm. or their lives like no I need I need something constant I need to know that you're actually serious about careers or like you said, relationships, or like, I don't know. There's a million different ways that you can go about it. Fitness. A lot yeah. of the times you can see, I don't know about you, but like when I see people f- posting like pictures in the gym, I can almost always tell whether or not they are going to keep going. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's that, well, it's that initial <laughs>
0: excitement and then yeah,
1: it's, That's not sitting with yourself to say hey why do I want to do this so then when things get hard like I feel like that's a lot of times when people like jump ship in relationships when they is when things get hard instead of saying hey I can like put my head down Mm -hmm. do the work here Mm -hmm. figure this out yeah um and I'm not saying to like stay in shitty situations but I'm just saying like you're the common denominator so like looking and saying hey if I tend to like just jump ship every time things get hard, maybe addressing that in yourself or mm. if it's the other side of that spectrum, that's like, Hey, I never make risks or I never like try new things. Yeah. Like why? Like, Please that's my to... biggest thing is that's what I want to know. Like, if you know that about yourself, like why?
0: Yeah. And I think, I don't know. I I have, I feel like a lot of the time people are afraid of failing, um, which incredibly valid, but like, just know the people who do, take new risks it's not that they aren't afraid of failing <laughs> you know what I mean mm. we incredibly are it's the same thing as like um to circle back around and make it about fitness elite level athletes it's not that they're not in pain yeah it's that they're comfortable in it I they I guess condition themselves into knowing that that's part of the process
1: yeah I guess that's my thing is like I don't necessarily worry about failing as much anymore because yeah. like I I just don't see it as failure. Yeah. I see it as an opportunity to grow, an opportunity to learn. Mm -hmm. And, like, if I fall on my face, I still don't consider that to be failure because, like, I learned something and I tried. And I think that to me, to me, I guess, my definition of failure is Mm -hmm. never coming off the start line, never actually starting. I love that. If I look at my life and I say, hey, Mm -hmm. this is it, you never did anything that you wanted to do cuz like mm-hmm. you know if if moving is not what you want to do don't fucking do it i'm no. not saying everyone mm-hmm. needs to like move across the world mm-hmm. but i think that um for me you know like my my parents moved across the world and like my grandparents moved and so it's something that and like your mom moved yep. across my the dad. world and your dad yep. moved across the world right. <laughs> and, and then your grandparents yep. mm-hmm. so i think that like for us we've had those trailblazers that say here you go you can do this mm-hmm. Um, whether or not they meant to give permission for that, they still did. Yeah. And so I think that, yeah, they normalize this idea of like just being able to take big risks. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily think that big risks equal big reward. I think that like all things can give you big rewards if you dedicate yourself to it. Absolutely. And you know, like, yeah, this is what I want to do. Because mm-hmm. do I think that our life will be completely different when we move to New Zealand? Yes and no. Yes and We are no. still the same people. Yes. We're so we'll still place. bring, yeah, we're just <laughs> in a different place. Yes. <laughs> but we'll bring all of the same issues and also all the same, like, passions and loves. I love
0: that. Yeah. We are the same people and we'll bring all the same, like, self-issues that we have mm-hmm. with ourselves. Again, moving across the country won't get rid of the fact that, like, I'm secretly worried that I sound like Kermit. <laughs> Yeah, obviously there's bigger issues than that, but you know what I mean? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everyone's going to now be like, yeah, 100% sounds like hermit. Like just, just leave a bunch of frog emojis. Oh my God,
0: that'd be so funny. <laughs> but um, that's the thing is like, we're not running away from anything. And so, yeah, I I love your, I love your definition of failure because it's one of those things where I'm like, no, you need to, if you haven't come off the start, the, the start line, mm-hmm. we're not saying get to the finish. We're just saying come race. I don't think they're to me, there I don't is think no they finish line. finishes
1: death. Yes. But death. like that's it. So like I'm trying to run on this track for as long as I can run. Yeah. And also I'm trying to like do as many other things as I can do to experience life.
0: You're the you're the crazy person on the track doing all the events. They're yeah. like, what is she doing? It's yeah. not just one event. They're like, We're okay, you do you, boo. That's great. Good for you. Because I, I personally <laughs> don't see the point of just
1: Like, doing one thing. I don't
0: want to stay in one lane.
1: Yeah. I don't... This is not a, hey, stay in your lane situation. This is like, oh, shit, that looks fun over there. Oh, shit, that that. looks fun. Yeah. 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 It's just trying new things Mm -hmm. because I, at this point, which is great because me 10 years ago hated new things, like... Every time I'd go to a CrossFit class, I'd cry because it was hard. Um, And I was definitely that person that like walked out of class. So props to my coaches, Um, props to CrossFit Jacks for like being a really good Mm -hmm. starting base. Yeah. Um, Because I was a person that lived with a lot of fear of failure um, just because that was the culture I was brought up in was that like everything that wasn't perfect was failure. Mm -hmm. So, you Mm -hmm. know, if I brought home a C, that was failure. As opposed to being like, hey, this is an opportunity to learn. So I've had to reparent myself to say, hey, everything is an opportunity to learn. So even if it doesn't go the way you thought it was going to go, that's beautiful.
0: That's gorgeous. So like
1: any sort of things that arise in my life, even though I still have that first knee-jerk reaction, then I get to wrangle it in and say, hey, what can we learn here? Mm-hmm. And like that reaction to learning question has gotten a lot shorter where before it would be months. That I'd be like, oh, maybe I could take something away from this. And now I can be like, hey, what is our opportunity? Yes. And that comes much faster now.
0: No, absolutely. And again, that comes from like constant like conditioning of like trying new things and doing new things because like knowing you now and I feel like a lot of our viewers like knowing her like you know that like you know she's big into fitness so hearing that you walked out of (laughs) hearing that you walked out of a CrossFit class is wild to me it's so crazy to me sobbing yeah so many times because you've been that person for me that has been like keep going it's okay you got this when I've been at that point of like why am I here (laughs) (laughs) um and I I just want to encourage anybody out there who's on that side of the pendulum who struggles with like trying new things making that jump into a new career um Mm -hmm. to know that like you have an inner calling and it's your knowing, we got this from Glennon Doyle, follow that knowing, it's worth it. And, yeah. like, the more you do that, the more you condition yourself into, A, following your knowing, and B, just doing new shit every week. Just challenge yourself yeah. one once a week, or if that's a little bit too frequent for you, once a month. Yeah. I'm going to go out of my way to do something a little different, whether that be take a pool dancing class, take a CrossFit class, do Funky, yoga. Whether that be driving a different route to work. Yes. Why
1: are you taking the same route every single day? Absolutely. Mix yeah. shit up. Mix shit up. Like, go and explore. Be a tourist in your own town. Yeah. Pretend like you've
0: never been there before. Mm -hmm. You know? (laughs) Take
1: fucking pictures. Do the stuff that you would Mm -hmm. typically judge someone for doing. Because I hear this all the time because I travel quite a bit, Mm -hmm. is that, like, I go to visit people and they are like, oh my gosh, I never, like, check this place out because, like, I just live here. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, but what happens if you, A, don't live here anymore and you miss this beautiful opportunity to see your town Mm -hmm. and also... those things are offered for a reason yes like i'm all about like doing the dumbest touristy shit i'm like wait my town has ghost tours done bitch absolutely like i love to go like there's still a museum in lexington south carolina that to this day i am bitter that i never got to go let's go so let's fucking go i'm fucking down let's go (laughs) yeah and it's just like (laughs) this little uh like house that they preserved That's it. And I I was like, man, I didn't go to that place. And I drove by a million times and thought, oh, I should go. And I never went. So now I'm that person that says, "Mm, I'd rather go. And if it turns out to be terrible, that's okay. It's a great story.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. You're the person who taught me that too, because it, it led to me just, like, I don't know, just doing fun shit. Yeah. Flying across the country to meet people that I've never met before.
1: (laughs) Yeah. If it turns out terrible, that's what I tell myself all the time. We learned this from Alex Honnold, which is that it's character building. So if you're doing Mm. something and it's, like, really hard, and you're like, why the fuck am I doing this to myself? You just Keep telling yourself this is character building. Yeah, and then mental gains. Yeah, it's just that idea that like if it all goes sideways, so what? Here's the worst thing that happens besides us like dying. Uh, <laughs> if we move New Zealand and it's awful and we're like fuck, we hate this. It's terrible. Yeah. Okay. It's a funny fucking story. Yeah.
0: We go. Remember that time that we thought like New Zealand was a good idea. We got there and it was trash. Yeah. Yeah. Like that shit's happened where we're like,
1: "Oh, let's try this thing," and then we go, "Oh, well." And now I have hilarious stories.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say, I mean, shit, not to bag on Reno, but y'all moved to Reno. But yeah. you met me, and yeah. we met like we've met great friends here. Yep. And I'm in a great shop, and I yes. I
1: love where life has taken me, even if this is not my forever place.
0: This isn't my forever place either. And I think it's important to like, I don't know, just like say like just know that like that's okay. Yep. That's okay. So for this
1: week, we want to hear about what new things you are trying. And also if you are a addicted to beginnings or never fucking try something new, or maybe if you're in between. And so please share with us what new thing you were trying this week or what new thing you've recently tried, even though you didn't want to
0: love that call to action. Let's go. So.
1: Thank you for joining us, and we will see you actually in a couple days because we're late on recording this.
0: (laughs) See you guys soon. Bye. Bye.